Hello. Welcome to True Hoop with me, Gerard Hector, and Coach David Thorpe. How are you, sir? Well, if you hear any thunder in the background, we're about to get smacked with uh, a, a cool front, which comes with a storm first, and uh, my area is right in the target of it. So apologies if we lose power or if you hear some rumbling in the background. It's not a drum group. It's uh, just thunder. So hopefully we'll be okay. No drum group. It's just thunder. Uh, hopefully you and everybody make it okay. Wilson is Coach Thorpe's dog. He is underneath Coach Thorpe's feet right now. Very nervous, as many dogs tend to get yeah. in storms. <laughs> yeah, I, ne- I mean, I've had dogs my whole life. I've never had a dog worry about it for one second. But this guy was a, you know, we rescued him. And he was living in the streets of Georgia. And then got rescued and brought here. And we, we adopted him. And he definitely does not deal with thunder great. Which is weird because he's not afraid of coyotes and he will go <laughs> deep into thickets. Like he has been caught in vines. Wow. Just because I think he's used yeah. to just doing what he wants to do. Uh, but Thunder and he did not get along. So Wilson, he's I, I gave him a little frosty. I gave him a little pet for, for the holidays. <laughs> gave him a little dog chew toy that's Frosty the Snowman. He's got that with him. All right. And he's, uh, he's, he's got some protection and, and he's got his dad next he, to him. So he I might be making an appearance fine. on the show. He may come right <laughs> my lap if it gets bad. Yeah. But we're on it. We got tornado watches, the whole thing. My phone is right with me. I got the radar oh, up. But man. in the meantime, let's talk hoops. <laughs> Let's talk groups. I love it. All right. So we had an, uh, an article come out today. Uh, that, as everybody knows, today's December 15th. That means that um, the trade window is officially open, right? For players that were um, that are eligible to be traded, etc. Yeah. So I don't know if we're going to see any moves today, but the window is now open, right? So we decided to have a little fun at True Hoop and throw some trade ideas together. You guys should definitely read that and get a kick out of it because there's some funny stuff in there. Um, each of us, Henry, Travis, and myself, proposed a trade idea and david in his infinite wisdom and judgment decided if it was a good idea bad idea or so something in between but really fun stuff um but i wanted to kind of follow up on what's been going on in the league right now Mm -hmm. we've been seeing teams kind of head in different directions we're more than a quarter of the way through the season now we're coming up we're on a third we're going to head towards the halfway park pretty soon here most people think all-stars the halfway now all-stars like two-thirds right so we're we're getting pretty close to that, and some teams have started to play better, gotten some guys back from injuries, and I wanted to talk to you about you know what you're seeing from some of these teams. Uh, the first team up, Clippers. Uh, no surprise, Kawhi Leonard I think has played in the last three games. So shock of all shocks, they, they start winning games once Kawhi's here. So you got Kawhi, you got Paul George. Um, you know the Clippers, as we predicted at the beginning of the season, we thought if healthy, this could be a West contender. Um, as you so often point out. Don't freak out, guys. The Boston Celtics were sub-500 in December, and they got to the NBA Finals in June. So we have a lot of basketball in front of us. But what are you seeing out of the Clippers right now? I want to say they're 7-2 and two with Kawhi and Paul. So mm-hmm. it's you know very small sample size. But um, they have a lot of players, and I think that maybe a deal to thin them out some might be better. Mm-hmm. Everyone just kind of knows their, ro- their rotation better. Ty Lue is also super pragmatic, so he'll play different guys different nights. and. That could be a bad thing a little bit in the regular season. Uh, clearly, they're playing better, and having Kawhi and Paul together make, you know, helps. Kawhi's kind of like Zion in the sense that uh, it's going to take a bit before we see peak Kawhi, if we ever see him. It's going to take a bit, but we're seeing some signs. We're seeing little glimpses of, oh, this guy was one of the best players in the league, right? Um, and so one thing that I, I wrote about is, you know, just a couple of years ago, they were the best shooting team in the league and they had the best offense in the league and they're not shooting well, but they have all those players. So, so maybe you can go get a Duncan Robinson who's been terrible for heat and really out of the rotation uh, or just trust your guys a little bit that they'll mm-hmm. come around some. Mm-hmm. So I actually think that's probably the better move. And to your point about December 15, uh, you know, the majority of the players that signed this summer are eligible traded now. Mm-hmm. And that's why, it's more likely you'd see a deal now as opposed to a week prior to this. But another few weeks, even more guys are eligible. Teams are still trying to figure out what are we going to do? Are we going to play for Victor? Are we going to try to go all in? Are we just going to stick with what we have? They've still got some figuring out to do, you know, which I think smart. As I always say, you don't got, you don't, when you don't have to make a decision, then they don't make a decision. Like unless you know something's coming, Mm-hmm. Otherwise, I tell my kids this all the time. It's part of being an adult. It's just let it play out a little bit. Read what's going on. You have time. And so these teams have time. Yeah, no, I think that's an excellent point, David. Um, because, yes, while we're almost a third of the way through the season, we still have a lot of basketball in front of us. And, you know, we're going to start to figure things out. I think by Christmas, teams are going to start 
looking at themselves at GMs internally and being like, all right, what are we? Right. And yeah. like, are we like going to try to do this playoff thing or is it like, this ain't happening and we're going to do the Victor thing. And then you'll start to see some, as you mentioned, real movement going on there. You also, uh, John Wall on the Clippers was back in DC, uh, this week. Um, and that was emotional, right? A uh, place where he spent, where he started his career. We was drafted, where he took him to the playoffs with Bradley Beal. Um, what did you want to say about John Wall's return and connection to D.C.? Yeah, I listened to uh, Brian Winters talking to Ohm today, who covers the Clippers and knows Sean. And it's really a very interesting, um, some insights from John that uh, he had lost his, he had not played there in front of fans since he mm-hmm. left there as a wizard. Mm-hmm. Uh, the last time he played there for the Rockets, there were no fans in the building. And he's so beloved there. We've talked about him before when he first left. And um, uh, he had wanted his, he lost his mom. He had wanted to, uh, she always sat across the wizard's bench on the court and he wanted to put flowers on her seat. Mm. And the day the schedule came out, he called the, he called the wizards, I'm sure. And said, Hey, I want to, I want to own those seats. And they had already been sold. So less than John wall, you know, he's still a young, very young man. You got to call ahead of time before this. And even then he probably couldn't have got him, but I thought that was a really cool sentiment. And then even more interesting than that is, uh, uh asked about Bradley Beal and John admitted we were brothers, but we definitely battled some as to who was going to run the show. In retrospect, I think I should have let him do more. Uh, this is what Ohm was reporting. Um, because when I was out and he was scoring 30 a night, I realized, oh, he, he probably could have done more of this when I was running the show. And then John also admitted, uh, I wish I could have been his role dog, his words, mm-hmm. when he because he was great for me as a role dog. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was a breath of fresh air from a, a superstar. I mean, John Wall is injured and yeah. has not had the career we hoped he would have, but it was a long period of time where he was all NBA level player. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then the last thing, the, the best thing of all, was the way Ohm described him as, you know, this town is a football town, although the heartbeat is basketball too, as you know, probably. Mm-hmm. The D.C. players are great. One oh, of the yeah. best areas for basketball for high school in the country. Yep. Maybe the best. It's right there. Math is um, there. All those great, yeah, great programs. Right. And, um, yeah, the Catholic League is unbelievable mm-hmm. there. And uh, uh, he basically described John as a, a, he's the franchise quarterback. You know, the Wizards, had, when the when the thought went back to the Redskins, now it's the Commanders, I guess. When they've got a big-time quarterback, it's a big deal. Well, that's what he was. Mm-hmm. And I guess he um, he's also extremely involved in the community, not just with his time, but with money, which which talks loudest. Mm-hmm. Uh, homeless shelters, single women, um, just uh, kids, all sorts of things. It's really refreshing to hear that about, about a guy that I thought was the single best athlete slash passer the game had ever seen there was never an nba player to my knowledge that had his physical talents and could really pass russell westbrook was a scorer who passed the ball but he wasn't gifted as a passer the way john wall was and an unbelievably fast athletic guy so oh, yeah really special talent and I'm, I'm rooting for him in the clippers he's doing better like i think he he's been a big key for them so i'm really happy to see that well, he, he knows his role, right? As you're thinning things out, his role's identified, right? He comes off the bench and does his thing, yeah. right? Like that's, yeah. you know, maybe that's what they need to figure out with the other guys. No, that's a great story about John. Like, you know, this happens in the NBA, right, David? Like these guys yeah. are human that's and right. they're competitors. And when you're young, you're flowing with Yo- testosterone, young. And alpha male, young. likeness. Young guys, yeah. young. Yeah. This is what happens. You battle for, you know, press clippings and yeah. who's got the ball more and that's money and that's the reality of this league, right? And it's always they, and they, Shaq and Penny will tell you this. They'll all tell you. By the time they get older, they're like, man, we yeah. should have really, like, but as you know, David, with age comes wisdom, right? Yeah, if, you, right. if you knew all the things now, yeah. right, you'd be, well, and you don't want to listen works. to the veterans that are telling you how it <laughs> right. should be. You don't want to listen to that, but right. they should. They should be listening. Can you hear the thunder going on behind me? I'll, oh, yeah. Can you really? Well, yeah. I can. How, how's Wilson doing? A little, little yeah, shaky. He just walked away. I think I'm not giving him enough love, so he walked away just now. <laughs> Um, uh, he's back. That was fast. I think that, um, you know, I thought of the the Rockets with all their young players. I thought of the Mm -hmm. Pacers. You had Tyrese Mm -hmm. and Mathurin and Nemhard Mm -hmm. who proved what he can do. Mm -hmm. Like guys learn a lesson from John Wall. They probably won't until it's too late. (laughs) You have to separate them. But, but yeah, it's, uh, wisdom is a valuable thing. Listen to the smart guys who have been around a little bit and appreciate more talent. than all of a sudden you get rid of other guys. You realize, oh man. 
I had it good when I had him here. Sure yeah. did. Sure did. Uh, another team trending in the right direction, the Brooklyn Nets. Winners of eight of their last 10, 10 of their last 13, yeah. four in a row. Um, guys are healthy and back. Um, KD's been the metronome, right? He's been the B- constant MVP level player, but other guys are starting to step up and play better on him. They're defending. They're uh, 15th in defensive rating, which for them really? is excellent because wow. they don't have a whole lot of defensive talent on that yeah. team. <laughs> um, and they're ninth in offense. So they're, they're looking good. And they also took advantage of, they started the season, they had a hellish start to their schedule, playing a bunch of really top flight teams. It's because it's getting a little softer for them and they're taking advantage, right? We always say, you got to beat who's in front of you. And we said there's no easy wins in this league. When you got an easy win, you better take advantage of it and do it. They're playing better. And it's funny because I, I did, uh, we did our trade column. I said, trade Kevin Durant to the Denver Nuggets for Michael Porter Jr., Bones Highland, Ish Smith. And I want to say five yeah, draft right. pieces, yeah. three picks and two swaps. David's like, I'm telling KD about this. <laughs> yeah, for, obviously for fun. Um, but I mean, Claxton's playing good. He's playing very well. And I like him. And I think they, they have the ability to go get another big. So they're always solid at the center spot. Uh, they're just a front round out their front court depth. Um, they've got some shooters who, mm-hmm. who, who may or may not end up you know, being good for them. Cam Thomas had one big game. But certainly he's very good off the bench. Yeah, he's a scoring guard like mm-hmm. you like you like to like to have. Um, KD is KD. I love Jacques Vaughn. Thought he should have been the head coach to begin with. And so yeah, it's a. I mean, they're like in third or fourth place in the East right yes, now. Yes, they're fourth, only a game yeah. out of third. Yeah, their issue to me, David, is as much as Seth and these guys. Seth can't grow six more inches. Like he is the size he is. Kyrie is the size he is. Yeah. Patty Mills, although he's not really in the rotation that much, is the size he is. Right, you're, you're just small at those positions. Right. So how can you get someone a little bit taller who may not be as great a shooter as Seth, but is above average NBA shooter? Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, we, we talk about this uh, and I just was watching the Lakers the other day. There's, you know, size isn't just about your four or five positions. The Raptors can be big without really playing a center if they want, because mm-hmm. everyone but Fred VanVleet is six, six and taller. Lots mm-hmm. of six, eight, six, nine or or OGs with you know seven foot wingspans. Mm-hmm. So that's a big deal. Um, some of these teams are small and it can be a factor when you get to the postseason where we always talk about matchups where teams can yep. really, they just have more time matchups mm-hmm. are in every game for sure. Players get targeted every game in the postseason. You have more time to find more creative ways to kind of pick the scab of the mm-hmm. other team. Where, where's mm-hmm. the scar at? Where's the problem area? And so those guys are going to be exposed a little bit, which is why I think they need a little more front court depth. They should always have, you know, a six eleven plus guy in the game at five. Yeah, that can score too. It helps. You know, if you don't, if you have a, if you just have a defensive presence at the five, the the paint gets so much more cramped. So if you have a shooter, great, that's a five. Or if you have a bucket getter in that dunk spot, that's fine too, because that's all KD needs to make sure he's got all the room to operate that he wants. Because you stretch the floor vertically, either way, either stretch it out or stretch it to mm-hmm. the rim, and then it can operate in the middle of the floor where he wants to be. No, absolutely. The other piece for them, and I, I don't know, like Daron Sharp. I think has talent and skill in that game against Indiana where none of the starters and regular rotation guys played. He played really well in that game yeah. at 20 and 10. I want to say something like that, but and he, and in the G league, he's always crushing down there. So I'm like, what? what's happening? Why aren't he's we a little minutes up here? He played at Carolina. I watched him play mm-hmm. in college. He's, a, he's just inconsistent. He's a young player. And so that's the question is, do we, do we want to get, you know, a guy that's played five, six, seven, eight years that mm-hmm. we know is a solid player and we can get him for whatever reason. Uh, and let Sharp continue to develop, or do we roll the dice with a young guy, knowing that KD is, you know, he's aging through his prime? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that, that that makes total sense. And it'll be interesting to see. We we talked about this weeks ago when the Kyrie stuff was going on. We're like, blow this thing up. But now you're like, well, since they're playing well, you have no rush, right? We talked about it. You can wait a little while. KD's still playing, so no matter what, you're going to get excellent value for him because he's amazing. So you might even get more, right? The the little later you wait. So I think. They're in a good position where, as you said earlier, they don't have to make a move right now, right? They yeah. can just kind of play I, it out. But I like the, the – and I think I wrote this. The tr- It was yesterday. Lots of happened between now and yesterday. <laughs> yesterday. Um, uh, listen, we saw the Gobert trade, what that brought. Uh, KD should bring a similar haul. Doesn't mean it will. Doesn't work that way. Um, you know, if you're going to buy a Mercedes in Florida, uh, it's going to be about the same price in most states, give or take a little bit. Different in the NBA. It's, it's just – there's just such a small market. And so there's no guarantee anyone else will give you uh, anything close to what Gobert brought mm-hmm. for Utah. 
And but if they can land something like that, that is an option for them. But they can do that in February too. Yep. Yeah. So it's just like uh, let's see how we look, and maybe we can go. Maybe we can be buyers. Mm-hmm. You know, they're one yeah. of those teams that could be both. Some teams yeah. can't be both. They can right. be both. No, that makes sense. Another team that you're that, that's been improving. Henry's off on them. I'm kind of like eh, I don't love them, but they're starting to play well too. Is the Philadelphia 76ers? Joel Embiid's looking like an MVP candidate. I believe he's top three in EPM. Uh, so he's he's doing monster things as usual. Harden's back from injury now. You know, it's a team that. Listen, you got Joel Embiid, you got a chance, right? Like that's yeah. always that's the starting point. Yeah, they've got a lot of uh, good pieces too. Uh, with with Thibel as a defensive player, mm-hmm. George Nang off the bench as a shooter, um, James. I think they've won three straight. He's mm-hmm. played. Yep. And um, I mean, there were seven and six with him in the lineup, but he he wasn't very good to start the year. He's he, he's playing the role that I think he knows he's supposed to play. I still question how much they really believe in Doc as a team. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. a factor. Yeah. But um. Sure. I've been saying, I think been consistently saying that's a team that should just, let's just play it out a little bit, get changed in shape. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, and let's just see, because they're, that team's loaded to win a lot of games. Yeah, no, for sure. Definitely loaded to win regular season games. Uh, Miami Heat had a real rough start to the season, but they're starting to get their way back to 500. Uh, they've won four straight. I want to say, um, you know, you mentioned Duncan Robinson out of the rotation. Tyler Heroes scoring a ton. Jimmy Butler's playing well when he's in. Kyle Lowry. I mean, we never count out a Spo team, right? Because Spo's always got these guys competing right. hard. I always wonder, does that have a cumulative effect on them at some point? Where we've been grinding for five years like this. At some point, we're going to be dead because we got old guys. But Bam's playing well. I think early they weren't shots weren't falling. Shots starting to fall a little bit now. So they're another one, right? Which so I'd be like, well, let's just wait. Maybe they make a move and you know do something with Duncan and figure out something else. But they might be a wait a wait team. Yeah, um, I so so last night the Sacramento Kings scored fifty points in a quarter, right? Jesus, uh, first quarter against uh, against um, Toronto, Toronto Raptors on the second night of a back to back for Sacramento too. I watched the Miami Heat beat the Pacers eighty seven to eighty two. <laughs> That's why I brought the fifty points. It was the opposite of that. Um, <laughs> I was very disappointed in Miami's offense. They just seemed off. A lot of Fumbled passes, uh, pickup dribbles too early. Uh, basically, Jimmy Butler decided to win the game in the last few minutes, and he did. He's incredible. But And Indiana played decently. Not great. Decently. Not good offensively. Miami defended, for sure. They're very physical. Um, I'm, I'm not a buyer right now in Miami. Okay. Uh, it doesn't mean they can't make some moves. I think they probably could. Not a lot. They're, they don't have a lot there. Yeah. Um, and I trust Bo totally, but... I just, it's the first time I've really felt like this offense is in a lot of trouble. Uh, they're not executing like, like we've seen them before. Um, but, and Kyle Lowry's gotten better than was to start the year, but he's still not that Kyle Lowry. So there's some concerns that, and Bam out of bio looks great. Yeah. Bam looks Play, great. Playing the best he's ever played. So they got two really good pieces. Well, three with hero too, mm-hmm. but there's a lot of others that, that aren't there yet. I trust Bo again to play better. I don't have them in the same world as, but like Boston and Milwaukee in the oh, East no, for no, sure. No. Yeah. No, no, no. And and they were up there. I mean, they were yeah. conference finalists last year. But this, ago, is, yeah. this yeah, is this is the reality right, right. of how things change, right? We we'll talk about this with the Suns in a minute. Chris Paul's not look, he's 36, seven, seven how old are yeah. old he is? Kyle Lowry, this is right. This is what happens when these guys get old. Like they're just not, you know, and these teams gotta figure out, okay, do we try to hold on to this or do we say, shit, eject and figure out what we're doing? Because this isn't gonna work. All right, we just mentioned teams going in positive directions, teams going the other way. We talked about this with the Trey Young dust-up with Nate McMillan. DeJounte Murray's uh, out of the lineup. He's injured. John Collins has been out, and he's been on the trade block literally for like 50 years. I feel like since John Collins came in the league, he's been on the trade block. Um, Not looking good in Atlanta, Coach. I, I don't like their vibes, their body language, like nothing about what's going on in Atlanta looks good right now. And this is a team... You and I were both Very like, high. oh, yeah. they, they could win an NBA title. Not now, they're not. Yeah. I, I'm still trying to figure out what's going on. Uh, we're going to write about it next week, it looks like. It, it won't just be the Hawks. There's a bigger story we're going to tell, mm-hmm. kind of centered on Tatum and, and Brown, mm-hmm. uh, who are the examples of what two All-Stars can look like when they play. Uh, DeJounte Murray and Trey Young right now are examples of what, what it could look like when it doesn't go well. And so I need to look at why. I, I I have a I have a strong hit, uh, hunch as to what's going on uh, on the court. I need to see it for myself a little bit more, and I'll write mm-hmm. about it. But yeah, this is uh, 
I mean, a couple of years ago, it looked like this team was going to roll into 50 plus wins a year. Mm -hmm. That's just not mm -hmm. the case at all right now. Yeah. Um, a, a team you mentioned that gave up 50 points in a quarter last night, the Raptors, their half court offense just looks bad, funky. I don't know what they're doing. Um, Scotty had a decent game last night, he, but he hasn't good. been, he good. hasn't been great nope, this he's season. Been right? He's had he's a little bit of a regression this yeah. season. You know, they don't create well and don't shoot well in the half court. And that's a problem. Look, they're ranging, can defend and do all those things, which we love. But, and I never feel like they're never getting blown out in any game, right? I'm always like, oh, the Raptors can win because they're just, that's how they're coached. And it, but something just doesn't look right. And they're yeah. two, they lost two straight to Orlando. I was like, yeah, I don't know, man. Something's not right in, in Toronto. They're shooting poorly. Uh, Coloco stinks. He's a rookie. I don't know why he's playing so much. <laughs> um, they've, they've had some off injuries here and there. Barnes has been below. Uh, his ability, which is a mm -hmm. problem. Uh, Siakam had been missed for three weeks, and mm -hmm. he had a bad game last night. A bad, bad game, bad shooting game for him. And yeah, I, as much as I've been a fan of Nick Nurse and, and the team, I think they're going to be buyers. The question is yeah. going to be, are we, are we doing wholesale changes where maybe we trade one of our big wings? Or yeah. do we need to find just a starting center that doesn't suck? Um, Precious is, is out right now, but he was playing badly before. And I thought a Chua would be good. I was wrong. Um, mm -hmm. I was wrong on a couple of guys this year that I thought would have big, much bigger years, and he was one of them, at least for the short term. Uh, but yeah, they, they've got some, they've got some good players to the point where they can make some deals and some picks. So uh, I wouldn't count them out just yet. So I know that you, you, of course, have been high on the Raptors. Of course, you know Masai, like all, yeah. all that. You got to watch Scotty up close because he, your son, plays Florida yeah. State. Yeah. Um, do you? I know you're probably going to say no, but do you think that? A Scotty pa uh, Pascal one two combo is too early to have a judgment on it yet. Yeah, because it's okay. only yeah. Pascal is one of the best players in the world. Yes, uh, Scotty is not. And and so what I've speculated because I've been asked a lot by Toronto fans what's going on. I, I have no idea. I'm not friendly with him. I've never met him before. But um, human nature is when we have real success, we tend to relax. Uh, I think I told you. Um, I know I told you. I had I had a you know, major heart. Uh, mm -hmm. Yep. Uh, a meeting consultation. My heart's doing great, but I had reason to be a little bit worried. Not very worried. I knew I was not going to die in a in a day, but I had some concerns. I was very happy to hear that I don't have any reason, any concern at all. And I want to go right to McDonald's and have some Big Macs. <laughs> I'm 57. I had uh, black beans and onions for uh, leftovers. My wife had. Made. There you go. Very yummy. Um, <laughs> Scotty was rookie of the year and everyone's toast to the town. He, he mm -hmm. wasn't just about Toronto anymore and Florida where he's from. Uh, I don't think he worked hard enough this summer. I don't think he worked on his game. I think he played a lot. I saw mm -hmm. him on uh, all sorts of uh, Instagram feeds. Yeah. Whatever, hooping. <laughs> yeah. You ain't working on your game <laughs> and you need to work on your game. I didn't, I saw maybe improved a little bit on his shot, but mm -hmm. not his overall game. He got stronger, which helps. I think last night was encouraging. He's had a couple moments like that. There is also, he, he used to play with such zeal and, and I've not watched a lot of the Raptors cause I tend to watch the good teams. I, I, I will admit <laughs> I have a bias. I, I, I either look at the better teams because yeah. they're the ones I have to understand the best when you get to the postseason, or teams that I think are tr tracking that way. Mm -hmm. And I started watching Toronto when it looked like they were tracking and then they weren't and I got off them. But from what everyone tells me who follows them, they're asking, what is wrong with Scotty Barnes? I have no idea. But my guess is he didn't work on his game hard enough. And everyone's asking about his lack of passion, enthusiasm. Heavy is the head that wears the crown, right? Mm. Responsibilities can be a burden. Yeah. Uh, I talk to young players and, pa and families all the time about that. You, you stay humble or you get humbled. And I think that's what we're seeing. My guess is it's one of the things going on there. And Nick Nurse has to come up with some better offensive plans. They're a terrible half-court team now. They murder you on the glass. Mm -hmm. And they murder you with turnovers because they get way more possessions than you. If they could also shoot straight and <laughs> run better stuff, then they would be right. the best team in the league. But they're a far cry from that right now. Yeah. Um, and, you know, well, one more thing on Scotty. Yeah. One, of, one of the superpowers of his, you said, was he always plays with so much joy, right? Yeah. And if he's not, if he, if one of his superpowers, which is that joy is not there, that's a problem, yeah. right? Because the NBA regular season, that's a slog, man. And if you're not happy, like, it could get ugly real fast, right? So I think something something that bears watching. Uh, we've talked about OG before. How about someone who 
potentially wants a bigger role somewhere else could be on the trade market. So things could happen for Toronto uh, during this trade season. We'll keep an eye on them. Yeah. Uh, but I, you know me, <laughs> I love tall six foot eight rangy wingy dude. Yeah. So, but I love them. So does Masai. Shoot. So does <laughs> Masai. Masai loves him too. Yeah. 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 Um, another team that's it's also trending negatively. And these are teams that like, I think now we might get into the, should we sell Chicago bulls? Um, I don't know when the timetable is on Alonzo return. I, who knows? May, he could be, be out all year. year. They're saying he well, could they, be out. Right. Could be all go. season. He could be out. Oh, well, I mean, yeah. there we go. That came, right, out, well, that came out yesterday, Gerard. Late okay. yesterday. He may be out the whole season. If that's the case, I don't really know what we're doing. Right. Right. Um, you got Vucevic, who I don't really see as something that's helping a contender, no. nope. but he's a player. Um, Alex Caruso is the one I mentioned before about Brooklyn. He's a guy who is tall six five right so not small can defend we know that he ain't seth curry level shooter but he doesn't stink either 35 percent from three, 36 so he's a capable three-point shooter he might have some interest on the open market from somebody for sure that's someone you'll look at well did you the, did you see what steve kerr said to him that caught this on tape uh, i'd love to have you on my team or something is yeah, that what the lip yeah, reader said yeah. okay but by the way that i i've seen that a lot over the years normally it's from assistant coaches before games mm-hmm that not typically head coaches after games, which I, think, which I think is when it happened there. I could be wrong. So someone who's listening to this maybe can tell me if I'm wrong. But before games, oh, there's, there's never a shortage of assistant <laughs> coaches saying to the, a player, man, I wish we had you with us. I always tell players, ignore every word. <laughs> Why wouldn't they say that? I don't right. care if you've missed 84 threes in a row. They're going to say, man, man, take it easy on us tonight. Yeah, They're going to yeah, butter yeah. you up, not just because they're about to play you, but also because they may one day coach you. Mm-hmm. So I don't trust any of it ever. <laughs> With Steve Kerr, I, I, I think. And that's post-game Steve Kerr. So that's, uh, you know. No matter what. First of all, yeah, head coaches are coming out early. Uh, Alice Caruso, who wouldn't want that guy? That kind of defensive player, that energy. Yeah. He'd be and really valuable for a lot of smart teams. IQ. So he would fit into the warrior system. Like he, he'll know everyone's system. Ball, like he, he's plug and play wherever things. you go. Uh, when you when you try to when you did everything in your power to trade KD to Denver, <laughs> I had suggested an alternative route, which was yeah. they stink on defense. Yeah. There's a, they have to trade Bones mm-hmm. and some picks, but mm-hmm. they could get Caruso and immediately upgrade their defense. Oh, for yeah. sure. Yeah, I love that you have you have Caruso and Bruce Brown off the bench defending, and they can shoot and cut yeah. to the rim and do different things. You're way better defensively now. And, and, and Bones isn't as necessary in the postseason because Murray's going to play 40 minutes a game, and he's such Correct. a scorer. In the postseason, has been anyway. Correct. Has been, yeah. So Caruso's someone to keep your eye on. DeRozan's contract is too big. So I don't I, know, Gerard. I think that oh, there's you a think team. Someone? I think. I mean, I don't know. I think it's possible that a team. Uh, uh, Travis had mentioned the Clippers. Yep. I mm-hmm. don't like those three. I don't like Paul George. That's not my favorite. Too, too redundant trio. to me. I yeah. think they're too similar. They could mask his defensive problems with all the wing depth they have. They could thin out some of that wing depth as well. But that wouldn't be my favorite spot. But there's – and I, I wouldn't want him in L.A. either. L.A., uh, it's just the same kind of idea. They both would mm-hmm. double down on just more mid-range shooting. He's mm-hmm. amazing. And he gets the free throw line seven times a game, six, seven times a game. But there's probably a – maybe Dallas. There's probably a better spot for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just now thought of that. I haven't even With given Luka. one second of thought. They, they have to have money because besides Luca, who's on a max – nobody else is on a max deal over there. No, Wood's getting paid good money. Uh, and, and maybe they would trade him. Maybe they wouldn't. But the Bulls are an interesting team because they do have a lot of players that, that have some value mm-hmm. if they want to go ahead and start over. Yeah. You would, uh, you would agree with me and keep Io, right? He's, you're, not, you're not trading him? Well, I, uh, I would say he's not untradeable. Okay. Um, okay. I, w- I don't think you're making calls about it, but I don't think any team valuing him as anything more long-term, mm-hmm. which would mean the Bulls should probably do the same thing. Sounds good. Wizards, uh, GM Tommy Shepard, friend of the show. Um, you know, Porzingis is playing, God, I mean, the best he's played since he was a Nick. Yeah. Like, putting up, like, all, I mean, he's top 12 in EPM, might even yeah. be top 10. He's like, playing great. Playing awesome. Yeah. Kyle Kuzma on that contract, awesome. playing outstanding. Yeah. I don't think the Wizards are doing anything this year. So. No, Monty Morris, is a, Monty Morris is a good point guard. Yeah. And if he's your backup one for the postseason, you're doing really well. Yeah. He, he, he's a good player and he scores small ranges at an efficient level. He's a pro. I like him very much. Um, yeah, that's a team. I mean, Ru- Ru- Hachimura's not doing anything. Mm-hmm. He's injured a little bit. I think last time I saw him play, he wasn't playing. Avdia's an elite, elite, elite defender who's terrible mm-hmm. on offense right now. But, I mean, 
big time, big, yeah, better than Caruso big. defender maybe. Very Because he's 6'9". Mm-hmm. Um, and young, he's 23 or whatever. Um, all those pieces can be moved, or you could save the young guys and just trade your veterans. Bradley Beal, someone oh. would trade for Bradley Beal. Yeah. Yeah. Move that contract for sure. Look, and then you get yourself in the Victor sweepstakes and you, you know, you try to rebuild from there. But Kuzma's a guy I think could get you back some things. He's a Porzingis good can get you player. some things. Yeah, they're both like, good two-way players. Porzingis to a team that's really not blocking shots. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I, I liked Kuzma for the Raptors just to, oh, just to double down on how they play. Oh. If you're not going to go for a center, mm-hmm. then just get one more guy that mm-hmm. the two-way because Kuzma's a two-way player. He is mm-hmm. top 12, 13% APM on both sides of the ball of the court. And and he's like he can pass. He's he's just good. He's a good solid player. And he's not player. elite shooting, but he's above right. average. He's a good right. shooter. He's, right? a, he's so. actually he's not a good player. He's a very good player. Very good player. Uh he would help Toronto on both sides. Yeah, you both know, you know who could use Cal Kuzma? The Lakers. Yeah. <laughs> There's so many of those guys yeah, that we've mentioned here. Yeah, All the players sure. are cheering away. It's like, oh, you KCP yeah, for yeah, Denver could help too. them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Caruso, all these guys. Yeah. Oh my God, Timberwolves. So, uh, look, I, I was gonna say, safe to say that the, the Ruby Gobert trade didn't work. No, I'm not gonna say that because it's too early. Thirty games, too early. Yeah. But. It hasn't quite worked out the way they wanted it to early, right? And in, in the reality, is it's going to take time because, as you said, did that trade, they're making a big bet on Anthony Edwards, right? Right. Trying to have him figure out how to find space and do the right things with two big dudes on the floor and Cat and Rudy. That's listen. That's high level basketball, right? He's only in was it year three? He ain't a PhD yet in basketball reading yet. It's going to take him some time. So that's that's some issues they have. Cat's how out right now, I believe. So all out. I got to oh, oh, yeah, is, yeah. is Rudy. So yeah. maybe they could figure out how we run, run pick and roll with Rudy, right? right? And just figure out how to do that. And then when, because Cat wants to shoot threes anyway. So then when Cat comes back, you say, all right, why don't you just be the stretch four that you want to be, right? And you stay out there and we, that way we keep the spacing going for, for Ant. But Minnesota's got to figure some things out right now. Yeah. So they're, they're to me the most likely, them in Phoenix even. Uh, like to be like Boston from last year. A lot of these teams can be like Boston because they're talented, mm-hmm. uh, Atlanta included. Uh, uh, Boston had a really good messenger in their head coach. He was very stubborn mm-hmm. about it, but it worked. Uh, that's leadership. I, I always, you've heard me say this before. It's not hard to lead a parade. <laughs> it's hard to guide a ship through a storm. Mm-hmm. So we've got a storm going on in these places. They've got to get leadership from somewhere on the court, in the locker room, management, all of it. And that's just one team. We're storming in Minnesota right now, big snowstorm. And yeah. they've, they've got to find a way to get through it. We, I think it's never, they're never going to live up to the trade. They've yeah. lost too many. Pro- they probably aren't ever going to be good enough to have given up what they gave up. But doesn't mean they can't contend. Mm-hmm. And right now, they're not even doing that. No. Um, a, a team that's lost five straight. they got some injuries they're dealing with. The Phoenix Suns, um, I talked about it on Monday, right? The Pelicans, like, I was like, I don't like that matchup for them right now. They're, they're really killing them. Chris Paul is looking like a 37-year-old, 38-year-old point guard, right? And this team is built to play well when he is Chris Paul. And if that's not happening, got Cam Johnson out and DeAndre Ayton, as and I've book, been saying. Book was out, too. Book, book's out. Yeah. Ayton not, does not have the disposition to dominate every night like right. he did when they ran to the finals. Right. And if he's not doing that, this team, it, the, the, it's not going to happen for this team. So they probably have a move to make, and they know it, right? The crowd, I think, for sure. They got to figure out what they're doing for, with Crowder. Yeah, that's, that's, a, that's the easy one. They'll move him for something, mm-hmm. and uh, what, I don't know. And then they've got some choices to, to make. But I think when Cam Johnson gets back, they're going to be much better. He's, yeah. a, he's a very good two-way player, and they need that. Yeah, for sure. Because, look, if Paul can kind of write himself back again with Book and Aiton and Bridges and this team, look, he won 60-whatever games 60 last year. Yeah. I mean, right? Like, this is – you're not a far cry from that. And the, the time you have to do this, probably another – this year, probably – I can't even say next year what Chris Paul is going to be. So, you got whatever this year, and right. we'll see going forward. So, you right. got to really try to figure that out. So, I I imagine they're going to be buyers uh, this 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 window because, yeah. you know, you don't – you don't go to the finals and then have the best record in the league and say, all right, we're done. We're blowing it up. Right. All right, guys, stay tuned. Uh, we're going to have a quick commercial break. and We'll come back and talk about David's favorite player, Steven Adams. This episode of True Hoop is brought to you by BetterHelp. Hey, guys, Gerard from True Hoop here. If you had an extra hour in your day, what would you do? 
It's a hell of a question. Would you maybe go for a run, take a nap, read a book, or maybe show up for a friend? Now, depending on the day, any one of those would be a great idea. Most of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. But the question is, time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Now, I've been open in the past with you guys about this. I see a personal therapist as well as a couple therapists for my partner and I. And both are extremely helpful in developing positive coping skills and learning how to set boundaries. Therapy empowers you to be the best version of yourself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash TrueHoop today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash TrueHoop. Okay, we are back. And, you know, Stephen Adams, Memphis Grizzly Center, hilarious guy. Maybe the strongest guy in the league. One of my favorite things is when he picked up, um, what's his face, uh, uh, from the from the Bulls when he's messing with John Morant. Uh, it doesn't matter. I forget who. Anyway, literally picked him yeah. up and moved, and him, moved him away from, from, yeah. from, from And not like this guy, wasn't yeah. some five foot eleven like yeah. guard. It was like one of their yeah. big men. I big was guy, like, yeah. Yeah, okay, well, that's Stephen Adams. Yeah. He's a funny guy. And he was talking about... <laughs> What kind of lessons he imparts on the Grizzlies as, as a veteran? And he said, you know, I try to impart one of the lessons I got from Nick Collison when I was in Oklahoma City. And Nick Collison, of course, is a longtime vet. Um, and he actually still works with the organization, if I'm not mistaken. And Stephen said, well, I'm a thinker when I'm on the court. And he said that Nick told me, less brains, more cock and balls. And I'm like, yep, that, that's exactly what I try to tell these guys. I was like, I'm dying. Less brains, yeah. more cock and balls. Yeah. As a coach, David. Yeah. What do you think when you hear someone say less brains, more cock and balls? <laughs> I, I mean, I get, I get what they're trying to say. And especially with Steven Adams, that's, that would not work with Steph Curry. Right. Anyone that's got to really read the game. Yeah. Um, but sometimes keeping it simple, stupid is exactly the right. We always want our players to make it simple. The game should not be hard. It's already hard enough. The other team looks like you and they're trying to beat your brains in. Mm-hmm. So for very few guys look like Steven Adams. <laughs> so he can keep it really simple. Because of that, like, you know who you are, right? You know, you're putting guys down, you're setting great screens, you're sealing people, you're screening for people. Yeah, that, that, I think that's smart. But that's why I wanted to talk about it is not everyone can play that way. No. Yeah. Desmond Bain is a big, strong dude, mm-hmm. but he needs to bring craft. Yes. He needs to yeah. bring decision-making, reading to his game. CJ McCollum desperately needs to read the game. Mm-hmm. He, you know, a lot of these guys are not gifted physically compared to their typical competitor. You got to beat him with your brains. Yeah. So, and I'm not saying Steven Adams is dumb by any stretch. In fact, sometimes intelligence is knowing what you're good at, what you're not good at. Mm-hmm. That's a sign of intelligence too. I would tell you having coach players that have, have teamed up with Steven Adams, that's their guy. Oh yeah. Right? I love him. Like that's the, I mean, who wouldn't want that dude <laughs> to be your boy, right? That's, there's a movie I remember once called my bodyguard. Oh yeah. yeah. It, this guy is our bodyguard, <laughs> you know, not just Jaws, everybody's. Yeah. Yeah, I love him. No, it's awesome. And he also talked about Desmond Bain. And if you're a Memphis Grizzlies fan, Desmond, I'm sorry, Desmond Bain, uh, Dylan Brooks. Dylan Brooks, speaking of Bain, might be the Bane of your existence, yeah. right? If you're a Memphis Grizzlies fan. He's chucking that thing. Because he has that thing that you need as a team that you cannot measure with advanced analytics or any of the stats, right? There's a disposition and an attitude and a confidence he brings that this team embodies when they are guarding and playing defense, right? He takes on the other team's out the score and is like, no, I'm going to stop that MFR, right? No, man, you need that. You're not going to win without that kind of belief. The challenge is he has that same belief when he has the ball on offense right. and shoots the ball 30 times. And you're like, what are you doing? You're going to shoot us out of this game. Uh, but Steven was like, oh, he's kind of a psycho, right? You need psycho guys on your team like me. This is an apple. <laughs> and yeah. I'm like, oh, you know, I get it. I get you it. Know, he, it's funny you say that. It's, it Adams reminds me, um, uh, lions are you know, called the king of the jungle, mm-hmm. and they mostly sleep all day. Right? <laughs> sure. <laughs> uh, but what are they worried about? Like, there ain't Not nothing much. chasing that. When you're Steven Adams, everything looks funny, right? <laughs> you know, it's like Shaq. Shaq was a better player, but, mm-hmm. like, what are they worried about? They, they, have their, they have their issues. Ain't on the court. Mm-hmm. They're not going to get up physical. 
No one's pushing them around. Like, who wouldn't want that? I grew up really small most of my life. And then for my sport, I am small. Uh, Not compared to the average human, just compared to the average basketball player. Um, Boy, it would have been awfully nice to never have any worries. Right? Stephen Epps has no worries. He really, he's he's part Jamaican. I think Australians are similar. No worries. And so it's cute for him that Dylan Brooks is kind of psycho. The rest of us were like, oh, fuck, man. They were like, what are you doing? Make some good decisions here, Dylan. Come on. Trying to have a civilization here. (laughs) Oh, man. David, we had talked about uh, this player, Bol Bol, a couple weeks ago and the magic and how he said, look, man, we see see the the, the remnants of a team that could be something if they figure some things out. Look, they beat the Raptors two two games in a row uh, last weekend. I just... I was watching some bowl bowl highlights this morning. I was like, oh man, listen, when you're seven, three and you can do these things, like this is the future of basketball. I love it. And the magic, dare I say, are they heading towards playing contention? Are they, is that a possibility? It's really interesting. <laughs> so they, they have Markel Fultz, former number one at the, mm-hmm. at the, at the point guard, mm-hmm. big, long dude. Bowl is like their two with <laughs> Wagner, right? Then you got Paolo. Yeah, Paolo. And they, they have a couple guys at center. Wendell Carter Jr. and then um, uh, Isaac hasn't even played yet. Right, he's not. Yeah, he's gone. Mo Bamba comes off the bench, mm-hmm. blocked blocked two shots yesterday, not a lot of time. Uh, Suggs isn't dressing with injury. Cole Anthony had double figures last night. He's pretty good. I, you know, he's okay. We don't know yet what they're going to have right. at one. I don't know if Fultz is the answer, but he's solid. They can do some things defensively. Paolo, of course, is very talented. Bull is the that's Wagner is a surprise. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, all star potential. Well, p- played well at Eurobasket, so and yeah. Says... But he's it's carried over into this year. He was good last year, and then Bowles is a surprise. So when you have two, when you have two of those guys, someone said to me the other day, uh, they thought the Pacers would be terrible. How did I miss that? I said, well, I didn't know Tyrese was going to be called an NBA player. I, I don't know anything about the guy. He's suddenly an amazing shot maker. Where did that come from? And I had no idea they had two rookies that were so good, and and Mathur and Nemard, no clue. Well, that's how you get better. Well, look at Orlando. You've got Fultz coming back. You've got Wagner making a big leap, which we saw this summer, as you said. And who thought? No one thought Bol Bol was this. I know the Magic didn't. He wasn't starting day one. So this is how you kind of turn things around. Guys make that big leap. As I said to you, I've said to you a few times before, everyone, everyone can get better, right? You play chess every day for 30 days, 60 days, 90 days. You're better at chess in day 30, 60, and 90 than you were in day one. All these basketball players over the course of years get better just by playing every day. When you get better fast, that's a sign of something. And Bolt made a big jump. Something has happened in his brain, in his body, in his life. I don't know. But he is a problem for other teams. And he doesn't have to be their best player, which I think suits him well. He makes simple plays. Let Paolo make the toughest plays. Mm -hmm. Wagner can make the tough plays. Had they hit on Suggs, they'd be something. Right now, they still don't have a point guard answer for the long term, we don't know about about uh, Mark Allen Bruton for right. Fultz, but we don't know. But yeah, they are interesting. To, they suddenly some people like to rate league pass. I mm-hmm. I don't I don't I don't watch as a fan, right? But I could see as a fan like this team could be fun to watch now. Yeah, yeah. for sure. I was seeing them up, up close and they were in Brooklyn was fun. Uh, watching him and Katie, I was like, this is Katie. These are like yeah. your children, like the future of basketball. It's it just it's so wild to me. Yeah. And you always say, David, like. Oxygen, man. Bobo's breathing. Yeah. He's getting playing time. He's, yeah. And he clearly, as we talked about, made some changes in his life and decided, like, oh, I got to be serious about this, right? Now, here's the great thing about Orlando. He was a, th- a throw-in pick as part of the Aaron Gordon trade. Right. And he was a second-round pick. So, money-wise, he ain't even costing you that much, right? right? So, I mean, this is this is where you get bonus wins, and all, right? When you can find value in someone who you're yeah. not tied to for a ton of money. This is how you really start making moves. I think it's also interesting very quickly uh, when you project, we already project Victor Wembyama to be the first pick in the draft. He's going to be it, barring mm-hmm. something unforeseen right. like an injury. Um, but he, Victor is a better shooter and taller than Bol Bol. Uh, two inches taller at the very least. I don't know what his wingspan difference is. But um, if Bol Bol can do this and Victor is a better prospect, there's a reason why he's going to go number one overall. Yeah. <laughs> And boy, and it, again, and if Victor is brought along the right way and, yeah. you know, we don't, it's just, he, he could really change a team's fortune. You know, 
when Magic Johnson got drafted, right? Rookie won an NBA title. Like that rarely happens. Yeah. Tim Duncan, like, but like it, you know, he didn't win right away, but it was like pretty close, right? Like, but a, a guy like Victor can change a franchise's fortunes like pretty quickly, right? Because of their unique ability and that size. Yeah, you could be a real two-way impact player. Um, you know, one of the things that I love that you do is, you know, players teach lessons to not just themselves, but to coaches, to fans about, you know, man, this game is hard. And you've got a couple players here that you, you want to talk about today who are teaching a lesson, right? Anthony Edwards in, in Minnesota, Jalen Green down in Houston, Scotty Barnes, what we talked about in Evan Mobley. I think I know what direction you're going with the lesson, but I, I want to hear. What do you think? <laughs> well, I think it is part of what we've been discussing, right? This idea of how the league can humble you, right? And how you need to, you're a professional, work on your craft, get good, all these different things. I think Evan Mobley has done and is doing that. Um, we talked about Scotty and how he isn't. We talked about Anthony and how he's having some challenges. I, it's just young players, right? And this idea of, hey, man, this, this is the big leagues. Like, 10 weeks or even a season doesn't make a career, right? You have got to commit to this. That's what I think anyway. So everything you said is right. <laughs> I, I, that is a little bit of what I was going to say. I'm much more vain than that. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I'm wrong enough. Uh, when I'm not wrong, I like to uh, <laughs> shout it out um, because people are happy to take shots at me all the time, as you know, <laughs> in this world we live in now. Uh, a couple of years ago, I picked Luka Doncic to be most improved on Zach Lowe's. I do Zach's most mm -hmm. improved yep. every year. And I, he was great about it. But people are like, what are you talking about? He was already a good player or a great player. Yeah. But to go from where he was to MVP, one of the best in the level. league, mm -hmm. it's a big freaking jump. Last year, I thought John Morant deserved you MVP. I heard the same. They said, what are you talking about? He was so good the year before. I know. That's my point. <laughs> to be so good and then to be one of the best players in the league, yeah. it's freaking yeah. hard to do because the league is so good. You yeah. do have to stay humble. You do have to keep working all the time. And so – the, the names you mentioned, Evan Mobley's kind of been the same this year. Scotty mm -hmm. Barnes, a little bit worse. Anthony mm -hmm. Edwards made the big jump from year one to year two. Right. Kind of receded a little bit mm -hmm. in year three. This is a hard game. So, Bull is one example of a guy that broke through from mm -hmm. being a, a non-player, really, to a, a, a very good one. Who knows if he get, becomes an all-star level or not, we'll have to see. But the, the, it's not linear. This game... Yeah. You don't just keep getting better. I yep. talked to a father of a very, very talented player recently, a few times, very talented NBA player at, about this subject, that the worst thing you can do is relax when you see your child have some success. And, and the only thing worse than that is when he does. He's one that's playing. Mm -hmm. Like, that's what the offseason's for. I was telling him, uh, uh, don't, don't take a week off and work on your game over the All-Star break. Go have fun. It's a week. Mm -hmm. you're gonna, if you're young enough where you go to the All-Star weekend, I told, mm -hmm. a, I told a player this who's going to probably be an All-NBA. He'll be in the rookie All-Star game. I told him, book a midnight flight out. Get the fuck out of Salt Lake City. Go and find a beach. <laughs> yeah, and forget yeah. about Get off basketball for three or four days. Mm -hmm. Recharge. Because even though it's only a third left in the season, it's going to be flipping hard to keep it up. Mm -hmm. It's hard. Tyrese Halliburton's going through that right now. Yep. Ben Mather and I, because I watched the Pacers against the Heat, like Ben Mather doesn't have the, 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 the open spaces he once did. The crowd's coming. And so all of a sudden he started second guessing, do I shoot this? Do I drive? They want you to not shoot. They want you to drive because they're going to meet you at the rim. It's freaking hard. You've got to just keep learning. What are they doing to me? How do, what's my counters to that? Then they're going to counter. Then I'm going to counter until you suddenly have a, a seven bullets and they can <laughs> only defend six. Mm -hmm. because that's all you need, Gerard. That's mm -hmm. the mistake yeah. people under don't understand. I need one more counter than you have, and then everything's available, because you're going to keep trying to guess this is a shell game now. Mm -hmm. where's, where's the shell? Where's the shell? Where's the shell? So every time you do your thing, I've got a counter to that. Now, but if, if you have a counter to everything I can bring, it's much easier. I need yeah. to have that one trick you can't stop without sending the second person. And now I can play five on four and get rid of the ball. If I'm not willing to do that, well, that's Jalen Green. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. the young guys that just – and Anthony Edwards made that jump last year, which I didn't expect. He suddenly realized, oh, let me just pass the ball. Listen, Steph Curry almost lost his first finals when mm -hmm. Dave Blatt was blitzing him at ball screens a lot 
Mm-hmm. And too often, not every time, but too often, he was trying to make the play. But when he finally started throwing at David Lee a couple of times, he got some buckets in game three, he realized, I can just do that. And then if they're a little hesitant to come blitz me because mm-hmm. of the short roll can make the play, well, now they're not being so aggressive on that. Well, now I can attack again. And they won three straight. And that's what mm-hmm. I had texted Henry during that game. Even though they were losing, I'm saying they figured it out. Curry's finally figured it out. They're going to they're gonna win the series in, in six, which is what they did. Um, this is it's hard. <laughs> and you want to be the star. And, and yeah. you, you were talking about Dylan Brooks earlier intelligently. Like that attitude, he's not really psycho. That intensity mm-hmm. and that supreme confidence mm-hmm. is why they are where they are. Mm-hmm. Right? So we're going to talk about World Cup in a minute. I keep thinking about that. Yeah. None of these guys, I mean, the pressure at goalie, the, oh, the easiest gosh. job of the goalie is trying to save the shots, as, as I see <laughs> yeah. it. Right. That's all reaction. That's training. <laughs> but when they're playing with, when the goalie has got one extra step to get rid right. of it yeah. before the, the offensive player, <laughs> I mean, one mistake like that and you're a laughing stock. Done. Yeah. Same as when you're a defensive player and you've got a striker hawking you. To be able to execute like that time after time is so flipping hard. The amount of work required is incredible. You know, what you're describing is, well, this is Nikola Jokic. This is Steph Curry. This is Kevin Durant. This is LeBron James. These are the best players in the world, have all the counters. So no matter what you do, they're going to get theirs, and their team's going to win more often than not because they're just that good. But that's from relentless work that those guys do. I mean, to this day, those guys are all in year 14, 18th. Well, not Jokic, but the other guys – Every summer, it's grind, work, 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 work. Still at this stage, you think, all right, nope. <laughs> they know this league is too good. I got to keep working if I want to maintain my level. It's, whew. it's it. You know, greatness is always incredible to me, Coach, because no matter what we do, like, because of the things, the jobs that we do, the more people infinitely do them, right? There are more people who are podcasters, writers, right? Just, just the pool is bigger. So the odds of being in the top half 1% or the best in the world, mm, highly unlikely, right? Just because too many people do it. But to be that great in that sport, I'm always like, this is incredible. Like, how do you people do this? Beyond, of course, your natural talent. It's just the work. It's yeah. just the work. And, and work without confidence is a little bit, you know, on a treadmill. You have to have a belief. What do you, what do you, as I've said to players before in the NBA finals, why did you shoot all those shots for the year if you're not going to believe in yourself now? The whole point is to build trust in yourself when it matters most. Uh, when, when I'm asked to define what a clutch is, clutch is performing with grace under pressure, right? Performing with grace, you know, executing, achieving, fine. Under pressure, it's just much harder to do. And you have to have a confidence for that. It's not just the skills it, itself. You have to put the ball in the hole. You've got to stay down on the shot fake, right? You've got to fake pass against the Raptors with mm-hmm. all the jump in the lanes that they do. These are, these are things, again, watching this World Cup, same idea. You have yeah. to deliver the ball on a dime uh, with perfect timing, uh, at least enough times to give you a chance some shots on goal yeah. for soccer. It's, it's just it's very hard. Yeah, it takes yeah. a lot of work and a lot of confidence. And I would say co- confidence is the, is the result of um, genuine work turning into genuine results. And that turns into a real confidence in most players anyway. Mm-hmm. No, I absolutely. Couldn't have said it better. Um, I, this wasn't in the rundown, but I just thought of it just because of – yeah, it, the big a big uh, a road trip they just started. You you worried about the Warriors? So Owen oh, two to start this road trip. No, no, okay. Clay didn't play last night. Yeah, second half um, of back to back. No, I'm so I'm so glad you mentioned the Warriors. <laughs> uh, Steph had 27 at halftime mm-hmm. after really not playing well against the Pacers at all, uh, and then he got hurt. That that I'm worried about. He gets an MRI today. Let's hope yeah. for the best. But um. I know something most people don't know, which is <laughs> I've been watching the G League team. Mm. And Weissman turned a corner. I think we talked about it on Monday, yep, maybe. Yep. Mm-hmm. What, we'll see if it translates. I think it can. doesn't mean it will, but I think it can. Just a better understanding of that he's the most athletic big man on the court almost every game he plays. With the body, his hands are better. Uh, rim race, go after every rebound you can on both sides. Don't try to block every shot. Contest well. Block the shots of the guys. I don't see you coming. These are things I see coming. And I'm a huge fan of it. I know him. Ryan Rollins is mm-hmm. super talented. I thought he was the best player in the G League last week. He didn't win player of the week. I thought he should have. Guy had a triple-double. Almost had two <laughs> triple-doubles and, and averaged over 20 a game. And shot like 55% from the field and, and from three. 
and he's he's got a little Tony Parker, CJ McCollum mm. with a six ten wingspan at six four. I like it. And so Moses Moody showed some real signs yeah. yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kaminga is getting some he's real minutes well. now. He's starting to play well. Uh, Draymond got kicked out of the game yesterday. I thought they would have beat the Pacers. Had Steph and Draymond both finished the game, I think the Warriors would have won. Nothing against Indiana. I thought the Warriors would have won. And Clay didn't even play. So, no, I think that the reinforcements are coming. With, with Wiseman, for sure. Uh, they put Kaminga uh, in some major moments. Um, DiVincenzo had some big threes last night. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, and I think they're not the kind of team that says, oh, we're fine, we're fine. I think they're realistic. And so they're going to they're gonna work. Yeah, they're, they're not done yet. I like it. I like it. Um, all right. There's an award that will be named after LeBron, or what you have an idea for an yeah. award named after because the NBA has renamed all the all the all the trophies. MVP well, is well, Michael Jordan. Trophy. Hold on, Gerard. Don't you think they need to have something? I mean, don't don't yeah. think they should have saved an award and not even started one yet because you have to honor this guy. He's a top two player all time for sure. And and, then, sure. and Steph Curry too. The three point shooting awards going to the Steph Curry award. Fair yeah. to say, I think so. The year after he retires. Mm-hmm. They're going to give an award to the best three-point shooter, whether it's there's going to be a minimum number of shots needed, yep. right? They'll pick some number. There'll be some formula. Mm-hmm. And then your percentage, you can get the Steph Curry shooting award, I think, for sure. Okay? Why not? So, so what, how do we honor one of the two best players of all time? Because you, <laughs> you can't take it away from Jordan. No. He's got the MVP. So is, is this the thing where we do the most outstanding player or the best all-around player? Is that, is that what we're adding? <laughs> no, but I like the idea. No, I love that idea. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm on that. I, I love that idea, but I think more realistic one's going to be the midseason MVP tournament. Oh, yeah. 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 He may never, ha- never have won that. Well, right. George Mike never won most improved. That's also that's, true. That's a joke, by the way, in my opinion, <laughs> but whatever. Um, the other ones I thought were fine. Yeah. Uh, uh, who's the most clutch? Is that the Jerry West? That probably, yeah. Jerry yeah, West. I think because yeah. I know they did that. Yeah, I think we got the MVP for the midseason uh, like tournament, LeBron. Yeah. You put LeBron's name on that, it gives legitimacy yeah, right. to the tournament. So the players aren't all like, oh, what's this silly thing? Like, we talked about this on Monday. I talked about it again. To b- borrow from association football, like, give more opportunities to win trophies. When a player retires, what they say is, so and so was one. 38 trophies in his career. It's like, whoa, that's a lot of trophies. And that yeah. counts everything. Yeah. League titles, Champions League, uh, domestic cups, Ballon d'Ors if they win those. Like, all the all the trophies. Those all count. I love the idea. I think it's great. I thought you would. Little, uh, little, I think it's A little great. hat tip to your soccer love. Yeah. <laughs> your European football love. Exactly. All right. Um, it is time for top five. I'm pretty sure we're going to have the same five teams. Our orders might be a little bit out. We're getting, we're yeah, we're getting five. a little bit of separation now. I think so. Okay. I think so. Uh, All right. Who's five? I've got the Memphis Grizzlies at number five. Yes. Done. All right. Okay. Number four. Right. Because they're, 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 with that, even with injuries, whatever, they're, and Bane's out, they're doing good. Mm-hmm. Number four, I've got the Pelicans. I have the Milwaukee Bucks, but I know you have them in your top five. I do. Okay. Number three, you have? Cavaliers. So do I. Bing! Okay. So I have the Bucks two at two, and you I got have Pelican, I have the Pelicans at two, two. and we yeah. put the Celtics as one. The Pel- I mean, I-, I can argue on your side easily because Milwaukee's playing, I think, the 30, I think the easiest 30, schedule. The easiest schedule in the league. Yeah. Uh, I just, for me, it was more of, you know what? I'm not just going to use science. I'm going to apply some art to this. They've had some big wins recently without Drew Holiday. Mm-hmm. I thought, I think, right now, I think the two best teams are in the East. Probably the three best teams so. are in the yeah. East. Yeah. Uh, the Warriors, had they not gone through what they've gone through, I would I would put them in there. We still have a, a big bunch, but it's 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 thinning out a little bit. Uh, as you started the show with these trending teams mm-hmm. in the right direction, if some if those teams continue, and then we get some changes with mm-hmm. the teams dropping, who have the mm-hmm. talent to contend, it could be tougher again. But right now, it's five six teams we're looking at. Pretty much. And the Warriors, remember, uh, Andrew Wiggins has been out as well. So, yeah, which is a know, big loss for them, obviously. For sure. Yeah. Uh, that, that, that Bucks game was, was great, though. Like, after the game, I think it was crazy. And I was like, man, that team is so hard to stop. Like, yeah. they run like a million screens a game. Like, everybody's yeah. constantly moving. But Milwaukee's a team well-suited to, and they're so, what I noticed from that game, Coach, you know, we plan on talking about it, they're so disciplined defensively. Like, every time Javon Carter would be like, as soon as the bucket's made, he is racing to go find Steph Curry. And if he's not on the right side, he's yelling, yo, get over there. Have like, to. Like, it's just, that's, yeah, that's how you stop team, stop a team like that. Yeah. On the last subject on the Warriors, the Pacers last night played super fast. They played super fast. 
and it got them some good looks because Golden State is a disciplined defensive team with some young guys. Mm-hmm. Playing fast matters because what to you what you just said, uh, they can hurt you in the blink of an eye. I, I think ultimately Golden State's going to be there. I really do. I, I'm not saying champion. Uh, I picked Milwaukee early yeah. on to win the championship mm-hmm. before the season. I don't, I don't feel differently now, but uh, I don't think Golden State's going to be easy to beat. No, de- definitely yeah. not. And as, as much as we love the Pelicans, right? I was saying to somebody in a group chat, I was like, do you trust the Pelicans to beat the Warriors in a best out of seven when it matters most? I don't think so. Like, yeah, I, I wouldn't favor them now. Right. It's because they have to have growing pains. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the reason why I always consider them contenders, Gerard, is because of injuries to the more veteran team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if, if, if those teams aren't at full op- fully operational power, the Pelicans are good enough. Some of these other sure. teams, Cavaliers, are probably good enough. They're a dynamic duo in the backcourt. The big guys inside, mm-hmm. but they got to go through growing pains. Yes, typically, have to. Ba- yeah. Boston's gone through some growing pains. <laughs> Milwaukee has what has a ring, mm-hmm. but still has some growing pains. Mm-hmm. It's part of the deal, right? That so is, yeah, that's uh, how th- we those do it. Teams here. are tough as hell. All right, before we go, a little World Cup final preview. So it will be Argentina versus France on Sunday. That's for the uh, World Cup Championship. Uh, the the third place game will be Croatia-Morocco on Saturday. By the way, that Croatia-Morocco game will be outstanding. Um, what what time is that? That's it. Uh, either 9 or 10 on Saturday. Uh, and, um, and both games Saturday one game Sunday? One game Saturday. The third place game is Saturday. Finals on Sunday. Oh, mm-hmm. I thought it was finals on su- Saturday. I, I know what you told me, but I thought I read that it was Saturday. Yeah. Third place game Saturday, final Sunday. Um, so, you know, look. It, by the way, watch that third place match. Kudos to Morocco. First African nation making it uh, this far in the World Cup. They've got a hell of a lot of good players. Should be good for for quite some time. Uh, this is Luka Modric's last World Cup, most likely. Um, he's, so, he's worth watching. Oh, yeah. Shouts to that's my guy. If you're a Real Madrid fan, you know Luka's Luke, Luke helped us win a lot of Champions League titles um, and La Liga's. So that's awesome. France, look, I mean, won the World Cup last time in uh, in Russia in 2018. Going back to back is it almost never happens in a World Cup because things happen in four years, right? Guys age out, young guys aren't ready, injuries. It's it isn't like the dynastic thing like you have in other sports where every year there is that champion where you can get on a run. It's too hard to do that in 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 uh in soccer. But kudos to them. The storybook ending, of course, everybody wants Argentina and Messi. The one trophy missing missing from his resume is the World Cup. Does Argentina do it? As I said in our group chat this morning. The whole world will be rooting for the storybook ending of Lionel Messi winning the World Cup, save for France, of course, the country of France. Um, I want to blow that fairy tale into oblivion. Allez les bleus. Let's go, Team France. Go back to back. Kylian Mbappe, the best young player in the world. Let's make it happen. That's where I'm at. <laughs> I would love to. I don't know what time the game is on Sunday, but um, our World Cup is. Uh, our daughter's coming home Saturday. <laughs> she uh, she had the toughest college schedule she's ever had, and she got president's list. Oh, nice. Uh, she, she's done it before, but not with this schedule. She really had a couple of classes that I thought would kick her ass. She studied nonstop. And so this is – and she has an internship. She got an amazing mm-hmm. internship out of town, down in Miami, uh, leaving on Christmas Day. Uh, 26. No, Christmas Day she leaves. So I have a week with her. And Very maybe nice. I'll spend two hours watching soccer. Um, as much as I'd love to, it just depends on what she wants to do. If she's like, Dad, let's go somewhere, it's going to be, You'll yes, ma'am. If she says, and I'm 50-50 on it. Because either way, I'm going to hang out with her a bunch and of take her to dinner Saturday night. If she says, no, I, I want to see the soccer game Saturday for sure. But it would be fun to watch the finals. And I, I, am, I want you happy. I want Travis and Henry happy. I have a lot of other friends who love soccer. I have not asked them what they're rooting for. I'll root for what you guys want. If you guys are in agreement that it's that it's France, I don't love rooting for France typically because they win enough. But I'm definitely not. Root, I'm definitely not rooting it. for a, uh, any country that harbored Nazis as well as Argentina did. <laughs> yeah, they're not my favorite team. I'm so kidding. Argentina's out. I, I, will not Messi is unbelievable. So I, I watched him so a little bit here and there. Crazy gifted. He's yeah, so just so yeah to, to to be the best player of all time, maybe. Yeah, he, he's on think? the short list. It probably is him. He is yeah. on the short Pe- Is oh. Pele still on that short yeah. list too? I'd say to me that the short list of best players of all time is him, Pele, Cristiano Ronaldo, um, Zidane maybe, and Breckenbauer from Germany. Like I Those probably are the five yeah. best players. Yeah. Now, I will say that Diego Maradona – 
at his peak. He was unbelievable. As good as yeah. all of them. Yeah. Chris Robin Moss, his peak didn't last so long because my yeah. man knew how to par. Yeah. Eat. That's why he's dead. That's why he's dead now. <laughs> well, I mean, it's, yeah. it's also, yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. So Messi's amazing. I really, I really don't care. If you, I, I won't, I'll root for a good game. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't think I want to end it in penalty kicks. Oh, know? please. No. Okay. No, I didn't no, know how people no, rooted no, for no. that. Yeah. No, no. Okay. I, I, I don't want that. Look, and it's going to be, in, in America, there's a lot of anti-French sentiment for all types of silly reasons, like government propaganda and all this silly stuff Whatever. that we do. Like, it's just dumb. Like, just listen, it's a beautiful game. Watch it. Enjoy it. Just enjoy the moment every four years. Look, you guys think Super Bowl is a big deal? That ain't shit compared to this. Like, this is, this is the top. And you, I'm so curious when the ratings come out. I want to see what all the, what all the numbers look like. So good. Yeah. Anyway, enjoy the World Cup this weekend, folks. David, enjoy some time with your with um, your daughter, with Rachel, when yep. she gets home. Max will not. I mean, he's got basketball, so. We'll see him in one more week for a couple of days. So we'll be, we see both our kids a couple of days. That's it. Yeah, they're busy. Yeah, they're adults now, you know? Yep. <laughs> stuff to do. They have their own lives to lead. Exactly. All right, guys, we will see you next week. Everybody have a good weekend. Take care.